Have you struggled to get everything done? Have you looked for every trick to be more productive? How much do you really understand about how productivity really works? This is Crushing the Clock, a podcast where we explore the nature of productivity so you can actually get back your time and energy, making a difference in both your personal and professional lives. Now, when it comes to decluttering an organization, it's usually a question of how to do it rather than why. People also find it almost impossible to be able to accomplish it considering all the other things that they have to do. But it doesn't mean that they don't want a clean home or a smooth schedule. However, it's not impossible if you know the right steps to get started. So using all those different planners and attending online courses can definitely be a help, but those are only tools. First, you need to learn how and when and why to use those tools in order for them to be most effective for you. Now today, Gail Wood joins us to be able to talk about some of these things. She's a mother of two. She's a former massage therapist turned entrepreneur, and she's a certified feng shui consultant. She's written several books and things like that, and she coaches people on mindset and journaling strategies. And so today, as she joins us on the podcast, she's going to share how to reevaluate your time and be able to spend your energy on what matters to be able to make positive changes. So we're going to look at how we can be able to stay focused. We're going to look at some things about task lists. We're going to talk about decluttering and one of the things also that we're going to talk about is a 30 day challenge. You can be able to look those up and be able to see that. And so we're going to get into a little bit about that. And so let's jump into the conversation now with Gail Wood. In 2013, I was just really kind of burnt out on doing massage. I had two kids. Well, I still have two kids, but they were both living at home at that time. And so I had a preschooler and a high schooler. And I was working full time and it just seemed like I would could never get caught up. And I just started seeing people, you know, with these ebooks and planners and online courses. And I thought, you know what, that sounds like something that could bring in some extra income for me while at the same time helping me to maybe cut back at work. So I was just like, I'll just start a side hustle. I'll give it a try. Plus, I really, you know, I have an entrepreneurial mindset. And at that time, I was not working for myself. I didn't have my own thing. And so I was really mm-hmm. excited to like have a project that was just mine where I could, you know, be creative and make stuff and build something like I loved having my spas because you're just building something from scratch and creating something new. So yeah, I just decided to give it a try. I started a blog in 2013. And with that, I realized, you know, I need to start building an email list so that when I do have a product to sell, I have some people to sell it to. So I, I created a little free gift and, and did kind of those steps of basic for online business. And I blogged for about a year and a half before I had my first ebook written. But by that mm-hmm. time, I had a pretty good size list of several thousand people. So what was the topic that you were talking about at that time? Yeah, so my topic at that time was really for the massage industry. I thought I can share everything I've learned over the years about 
how to make money, how to rebook your clients, how to do different spa services, all of the things that I was really into and that I had found over the years increased my income. So, you know, if you have a client that spends $75, that's great. But if that same client can start spending $100 every week, it really adds up to increase your income. So those were kind of my basic topics. So yeah, so I did that and just kept thinking of new books to write and courses to teach. And I just, I grew my business over the years until 2016, when my online business made more than I was making at my job. I came to my husband and I was like, this is it. I want to, I want to transition to online only. And we decided that was a great idea. (laughs) So. Mm -hmm. Well, that works. And so I know that you do some things also with when it comes to productivity, decluttering schedules and priorities, so how does that transition work into where now you're working with some of those areas as well? Yes, yeah, so I guess it's just then I had nine years of working online and I really, it's such a journey of learning about how to motivate yourself and how to get things done when, you know, when you don't have an office to go to and you don't have a boss or clients that are scheduled and you have to just figure out what your priorities are. You, you've got to get up and motivate yourself every single day. And then time management with working from home is another interesting challenge because there's always something to do in the house. I mean, there's something to cook, something to clean, mm-hmm. a dog to walk. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very easy to not get your stuff done. And so I just kind of got really interested in how I could maximize my productivity and my earning potential and and my schedule and not feeling like, oh, you know, I have so many things I want to do and yet not having the time to do them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally understand that too. And so I started doing a side business somewhere between 2013 era and I grew that very, very slowly and I took it full time. And so I was kind of highlight that same thing where I was doing it on the side. I took it full time. Uh, I'm doing it again on the side now just because of different circumstances. But so I totally understand that where it's like you're working from home and now it's like all these other distractions that you didn't really think much about before you made that leap. And so what were some of the things that you did to be able to create better habits and routines to be able to keep yourself focused and productive? One of the first things I did was just to kind of, I mean, put myself on a schedule. Like these are the hours that I work. And I really thought, well, school hours make sense for me being a mom. So it's just a matter of having to kind of figure out how you can ignore other things that might feel really pressing. And I think a lot of that depends on your personality. You know, I tend to like not want to settle down to work if my house is messy. Because I'm like, if I could just straighten up my house and get everything clean, I'll be able to think better. I'll have that stuff done. It won't be distracting me. So it was just really a matter of Mm -hmm. having to learn, train myself to set all of that aside and focus. I think the morning routine really helps. You know, I try to get up early and do some basic things for my mindset, read something motivational, kind of think about my goals and what I'm working toward in a big picture way, which helps to motivate you on the smaller things throughout the day. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. And I totally understand that idea of wanting to get the house cleaned first and get that taken care of. I kind of grew up 
with that same thing. My mom was very much that same way. And I got a little bit of part of that as well, just kind of growing up in that environment. And so I kind of do the same thing. It's like I struggle if my desk or my office or anything like that is disorganized or messy or anything like that, or even sometimes the rest of the house, even though I'm not in the room. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's something to that. There is. I mean, it definitely having, because I study feng shui as well, and decluttering and all of that. And it really is better for productivity to have everything in order. But if that's something that you're spending so much time doing that it's affecting your productivity, you really have to kind of balance those things out. And then you know, hiring some help as well. So mm-hmm. I really love to have somebody come in every week and clean. I don't have that currently people come and go. But that really helps me a lot too, because then it takes your daily maintenance down to just, you know, maybe an hour a day or so. So what are some of the habits that you've developed over the years to be able to help you be able to run your business, run your home and all those different pieces? I think one of the biggest habits is I kind of just do a daily routine of prioritizing my tasks. So kind of that mindset of, okay, if I only had two hours to work today, what would I need to get done? What are the most important things? Because I think we all know Mm -hmm. as, you know, as entrepreneurs, as parents, things can pop up throughout the day that can derail you. So if you spent your whole morning answering emails and not, you know, writing your book or preparing for your class, then it's, it's really easy to get behind. So I kind of do just a daily, like most important tasks list. Um, I, I do a daily brain dump. Okay, everything. If I had, you know, 20 hours and unlimited energy, what would go on the list? So I make like a whole big long list. And then from there, I prioritize it. And it just really helps me to get all of that clutter out of my mind and onto paper. Okay. So you're talking about cluttering there. So that was one of the things that you mentioned as we were introduced and all of that. And so I want to talk about that decluttering. So like decluttering, I mean, obviously we did talk a little bit about like decluttering our space that we're physically in. You mentioned about decluttering your Mm -hmm. mind, but uh, there's also like decluttering your schedule and things like that. So what are some things that you do or advise people to do to be able to declutter their, all the stuff? Yeah. So in 2019, right before the pandemic, (laughs) I wanted to add a second business to what I was doing and kind of talk about some different things like general entrepreneurship and online business. So, so I started this second business and I was like, how am I going to run my main business, run my house, be a great mom and start a second business? It was To me, it was looking kind of impossible. And I was, you know, annoyed. I was like, I really want to do this. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to really, really try to find 10 hours a week that I can spend on building this new business. And so I thought, well, step one would just be to really figure out, you know, 10 hours could be made up of different 30 minute chunks here and there. So I really just started thinking about where my time was going because we all waste time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's different things to think about with all of this. Like is watching TV at night really wasting time or is that just relaxing? Is that just something that, Mm -hmm. that we should do or need to do? And of course we all need to relax, but I just decided to really just as an experiment, look at where all my time was going. So the main things that popped up for me were errands, after school routines, taking my son to all of his different activities, you know, maintaining the house, cooking. I just took a look at all of these things I was spending time on to see if I could 
do less of that and maybe get some time there or do things in a new and different way. So it was fun. I just encourage everybody to, you know, really sit down and list out all of the things you do each week. I found some things that were just kind of, I was like, I'm spending 20 minutes a week just running my husband's paycheck to the bank, which is stupid. I mean, we have online banking. We have apps for that. (laughs) So you just get in these routines and I've been in this routine for like 15 years and I would just kept doing it because I didn't really Mm -hmm. stop to think about it. So I think that's the main point is like, stop, think about everything that you're doing because there may be stuff like that that's just kind of a holdover from another time in life. Another thing that I picked out pretty easily was for 15 years, I've done the school run every morning. I was like, oh, my child has two parents. So I just, I asked my (laughs) husband, I'm like, hey, on your way to work, can you just take Santino to school? And he was like, sure. And it was just the silliest thing because we had just never, either one of us thought about it. Because we were just really in that routine. We had moved house. We had moved from another nearby town to this town and just hadn't really changed our routines, even though it made sense to do so. So at this point, so, you know, or it could be maybe arranging a carpool situation. And so the reason I really, I thought if I could, that will buy me back 40 minutes every morning. So then Mm -hmm. I can work out and then... Not to mention saving gas. (laughs) Not to mention saving gas, exactly. Not to mention the irritation of the car line. Yeah. And so, and that really also was a mindset thing because for me, like doing that car run, it's like, then I come back and get ready for the day. And it just seemed like it would take like over an hour really by the time it was all said and done. So right there, that was five hours a week. And then we started tweaking other things. I was like, well, what if I could, what about about two afternoons a week? My husband owns his own business too. So I thought I'm going to ask him to do the after school activities one day a week. And he offered to do two. And that right there, those two things was my 10 hours a week I was looking for just from two small changes, but I was having so much fun with it. I just started looking for more and more ways I could optimize my schedule. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea, being able to like really like get granular in mm-hmm. the thought of that. And not just the activity yourself, but you also mentioned taking your kid to school, the actual like driving there, driving back. But then there's you're coming back and now you're having to like switch mindset. You're having to now get ready and prepared for the next thing. So there's that extra preparation time as well. I mean, I think we lose five to ten minutes every time we switch activities which is why multitasking Mm -hmm. is not usually a good idea. (laughs) Agreed. Yeah, that's really cool. I think that's a really good idea for people to like really evaluate their schedules in that way and communicate Mm -hmm. that that was a big thing that I heard out of that is that you're communicating with your husband about, hey, I wanted to do this. These are the things that can help me be able to free up my time, my availability. This is something that's like, it's already on your way and this kind of stuff and all that communication going back and forth to be able to try to work that out. I think that's really an important thing. Yeah. And it really was a win-win because he was like, I, he's like, I really like doing this. It gives him some time with his kid in the morning and they talk about different things. And so, and it's just, mm-hmm. sometimes we just get really stuck in our routines and our way of thinking like this is how it's done. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's really, really good. So you went through all of that to free up that time so then covid hit how did that affect everything that you were trying to do i mean you're doing online so it's like not like in-person stuff but yeah it really kind of pulled the rug out from under me in some ways i mean i kept going with my businesses but then you know we're doing the 
distance learning and I'm having to manage that. I don't know how anybody who didn't work from home managed to pull off that distance learning. <laughs> it was chaos. But I do remember one night just I was went for a walk with my husband and I was just crying. I was like, everything I worked so hard for to get my schedule the way I wanted it is gone. Like it was completely gone. But then I did start, I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to look at some other things. And I'd been doing grocery store pickup for a while. I started getting delivery like a lot of people did during COVID. So I started to think, well, are there other areas where I could free up some time? And one thing I looked at, which I think is important, is the value of my time. So I just took like what I make per year average and how many hours I work. And I was like, well, my time is worth minimum 50 to $60 an hour. So if I can get something done that allows me to work for less than that, then it seems like a good investment. So that was one thing I looked at that really helped me because, mm -hmm. you know, hiring help is not, is not cheap. It can really feel like an expense, but I think it's a matter of, you know, just weighing mm -hmm. that out. Well, if I hire somebody to clean my house five hours a week and I work five hours a week and I make $300 during that time, you know, it doesn't always work out perfectly like that. <laughs> but just looking at that value of what is your time really worth? And sometimes it's not even a monetary value that you receive back. And so I remember several years ago, mm -hmm. I did all my mowing and yard lawn care and things like that. And there was this guy in my church that he and a friend, they go and do that. And so it's like, yeah, yeah. why don't you guys come do, do mine? So they did it. And it was, mm -hmm. I don't remember, it was like $30 each time that they came out. So it's like hmm, $30. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to evaluate, is that worth the time? But after he did that once, I wasn't even home and we had gone, we had something to do with, with the family. And so we went, we took care of what we needed to do. We came back and yeah. the yard was like perfect. And so I was like, Ooh, this is mm -hmm. nice. I get to spend time with my family, do the things that, that I'm wanting to do. And I come back and the work is done. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to maintain equipment. I don't have to buy the gas. I don't have to put in the yeah. literal sweat, sometimes blood and tears with the uh, the lawn. And so it's like, this is definitely worth it. And so we did that for several years until we moved. And now where we live now, it's not yeah. a feasible thing to hire somebody to come and take care of our yard because we have 10 acres yeah. and we're out in the country. And so <laughs> not quite as feasible that way, but it was a great investment at the time. Yeah, like what's the value of a Saturday morning with your kids? That's something you can't really, you can't put a value on that. Yeah. And then sometimes it's like, well, just the frustration level of it. So another thing that I've experimented with over the past few years is ordering like those pre-boxed dinner kits. And I'm like, well, they don't really save money. <laughs> they don't really save that much time in cooking. But what they really save me is that daily, what am I going to make for dinner tonight? have to come up with something? Do we have the ingredients? I mean, that is takes up a lot of space in my mind. <laughs> and it's daily chore, mm -hmm. you know, so when I have like three nights a week, where I'm like, Oh, I got a box uh, uh, that doesn't even have to go through my mind because I have a box. And that they've been really fun. Yeah, for our family too. kind of that's something like, it's more fun than helping mom cook dinner to be like, what's in the box? And it's something we've never made before. <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. I never thought about the frustration part, but that is definitely very true. Very common question now that you're saying that it's like all the time we're always saying, okay, well, what's for supper? What's for lunch? And always trying to come up with that. And yeah. And then if you just like, <laughs> 
don't have the energy or you aren't creative, you end up eating something like, oh, let's just order pizza or maybe do something less yeah. healthy. So, like, oh, let's make some spaghetti again. So again, it's like, <laughs> what's the value of that? What's the value of having a healthy dinner every night versus, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever you make when you're tired, grilled cheese. <laughs> yes, I can totally identify with that. That's and probably a lot of people can do that as well. So as we're looking at these different things, we talked a little bit about some of the habits that you've done, but one of the things I'm curious about, because everybody has kind of like their own way of doing that, how they approach it, because I mean, we're all wired a little bit differently. So how do you approach creating new habits? How do you actually do that? One of my favorite ways is to kind of say, I'm gonna do a challenge. So I might, you know, maybe I want to start getting up earlier. So I put myself on a 30-day get up early challenge because that helps to take some of the like hardness out of it. We're going to think, well, getting up early is a really hard thing to do. But getting up early for 30 days, that seems a lot easier because it's like, okay, well, I'll just do it for 30 days. It's a challenge. It kind of puts a fun energy to it. So I do a lot of challenges for myself. Like I did a... 10 minute a day yoga challenge about six months ago. And I'm still doing my yoga every day because then by the time I'm done with my 30 days, I'm like, oh, this is, I can see the benefits of this and it's not hard. Mm-hmm. But that was something for years and years and years. I was like, I should do yoga. Like it's so good for you. And I sit at a desk a lot and I should be doing this. But every day would go by and I'd be like, you know, didn't find the time or like, I don't have the space to do it or all these excuses we come up with. And so I finally hit on like, well, what is an amount of time I feel like I'm not going to weasel out of? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I came up with the 10 minutes. Like if, if I can't do 10 minutes, then I'm like seriously crappy. <laughs> I'm not showing up for myself, right? So I came up with that 10 minute thing and it, and it really worked. So I think those are probably two tips right there. Like find a way to make it not hard for yourself and start small. Mm-hmm. And you could do that with anything, writing a book. I wrote six books in 2021, and I did it by doing 30 minutes every morning, first thing. I didn't look at anything else. I just did that in my pajamas, straight to the computer, 30 minutes a day. So there's just some all kinds of fun ways to to hack yourself. And But I feel like in order to hack yourself, you kind of have to know your tendencies mm-hmm. and why you don't do stuff so you can kind of play around with it. Very cool. I know that you have a resource, an ebook that people can be able to get a hold of to help along a lot of the same things that we were talking about. And I, I believe it goes deeper even than the things that we went into here. So what would be the best way for someone to be able to get a hold of that? And maybe you can describe it a little bit better than I just did. So the ebook is Decluttering Your Schedule. And it's kind of my detailed journey through decluttering my schedule and just a lot of different ideas for different places in your life. You might be able to find some time. Like we didn't even get into, you know, the time that we spend on our devices and being distracted and all of those things. There's lots of ways to manage that as well. And just thinking about your day differently. Like we tend to, I think, think of like this nine to five work day. Well, when you're an entrepreneur and you work from home, you really can set up your schedule in whatever way suits you. So the book is Decluttering Your Schedule. It's free on my website, elevatewithgail.com. It's right on the homepage. Well, very good. I'll make sure to have a link for that as well. Is there anything else that you'd like to wrap up with a final thought for the listener? 
You know, I think this and and anything else that's kind of a mindset strategy or a hack, I think just if you can come at it with an energy of, hey, this is going to be fun and I'm curious to see what happens when I do this and it's just a bit of an experiment, I think that's where you get really good results and not an energy of like, oh, I've got to make major changes. That's when we tend to kind of block ourselves. So, you know, just it's a journey and it you'll never get there. So you might as well have fun on the way. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Thank you, Gail, for joining us today. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Make sure to follow or subscribe to this podcast in your podcast player of choice. So you don't miss an episode. If you have any questions or comments, or you want more productivity resources, visit crushingtheclock.com. I would love to hear from you. And I'll catch you on the next episode of Crushing the Clock.